when people come into the room, I always say there's so many avenues that you can start to use that is within you that you don't even know. But is the awareness of it. And this is one of the reasons why I started the Wealth and Business Podcast. Because at every single point in time, we all have our audiences. You know, whether it's going to be 5,000, 10,000, we have a world full of over 7 billion people. So imagine the number of people that still not aware of what you guys just shared right now. Not knowing that you can monetize a website, not even selling a product. Are you thinking about building your wealth? Are you thinking about where to start or not knowing where to start in your wealth creation journey? At Property Wealth Education, we teach people how to get started, how to build an empire, and how to invest passively and actively using property in your wealth creation. Month in, month out, week in, week out, we have curated courses that is available to you, free and paid, and through our upgraded mentorship program, The Wealth Circle. So if you're thinking of building your wealth, we want to invite you to click on a, a link below the show notes on this video uh, to book a call with us. We'd like to have a chat to help you start to build your wealth, build a legacy for yourself and your family. Hey, welcome to the Wealth and Business Podcast. I've never actually had a a dual interview before. It's the first time I'm having one. So I've got the founders, you know, of Lemonade, Make Lemonade. And I don't know what that is. They're going to be telling me what that really, really, really is. And I'm so looking forward to this conversation. So without further ado, welcome, Mark and Adam. Who's going to go first? (laughs) Actually, Mark, you should go first. Hey Daniel, yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting us. Yeah, so um, I just, uh, I guess, to quickly a high level anyway to start with, tell you a little bit about Make Lemonade and what we do. So we uh, essentially we're a digital marketing agency, but with a difference. We don't often work with businesses. Mostly we're working with individuals, and we're helping them monetize okay. blogs. So we're helping them make money, like a relatively passive income, ongoing from from monetizing their blog, but also something that they can sell kind of further down the road. But we work with all sorts of people, people who are like, uh, they've got a full-time job and they and they want a, you know, a side hustle to earn a little bit of extra money on the side, right up to people that are full investors, that have money to, to invest in an alternative investment. Um, um, and they're looking for like outsized returns. So they come to us to help them build a, a, a basically a digital property that they can make money from and, and sell down the road. Wow, amazing, amazing. Mark, I mean, Mark, that is a fantastic, fantastic uh, introduction there. Uh, I mean, before we actually dive into I'm probably going to let Adam also contribute to this kind of just, you know, marry up the entire information. So when we start digging into this conversation, it's already sounding very interesting, by the way. So Adam, is there anything you want to add? <laughs> Yeah, I guess just probably to give a little bit more context on how these websites actually make money, because um, that sometimes can be a little yeah. bit of a, well, that sounds cool, you make me a website, but how do you make money from them? And um, there's there's so many different options for monetization, but the, the main ones that we typically build sites for, at least initially, are uh, display adverts. So when you go to pretty much any website these days, you see adverts on the website those adverts typically are there programmatically which means the website owner hasn't gone out and manually made a connection and 
gone to different, found different brands to advertise on their website. It's all done through a network. So you place a little piece of code on your website. That advertising network then fills up your website with relevant adverts to your audience, and they pay you for every visitor that comes to the website. So it's it's pretty passive. You put a piece of code on the website, and then you get paid by the ad network. And the other route of monetization, um, typically that we work with, is affiliate uh, marketing. So. For example, we'll create review-type content. We'll review products or software or services. Um, And then in there will be call to actions to visit the product page. This could be on Amazon, for example, or it could be on a a brand's page. And then when the visitor comes to our website, they read the review content and they click through to maybe purchase the product. If they do purchase the product, the website owner gets a commission from that sale. So they're the two primary routes of monetization, but it expands so much more into selling your own product, setting up a dropshipping website or e-commerce stores as kind of um, sister sites to it, creating your own digital products or courses, building newsletters and running sponsorships. There's so many, once you've got traffic, there's so many different ways of, of monetizing them. It's, it's incredible, but Essentially, that's just a flavor of once you've built the property, how you then start monetizing it. You know, in a world that we live in today, where, for example, we're currently going through recession and as well as we are going through cost of living crisis, you know, I'm someone, for example, that doing what I do now, everybody's always asked me, why do you run a podcast? Why do you write a book? Why do you have courses? Why do you raise investors finance? And I say, well, it makes sense if I already have one stream of income through what I do and do really, really well. And I can re, you know, I can, I can, I can repurpose every asset that I've already created into creating multiple income rather than diversify my income into different industries. And just basically listening to what you both are saying here is basically helping people who are already entrepreneurs, professionals, business owners, or whatever they're doing at the moment to just basically not just write a blog for the sake of writing a blog, but again, to have a website, have the digital, you know, uh, uh, marketing strategy that helps you obviously uh, generate income. It sounds very fascinating. It's a very interesting topic. You know, um, we obviously, most of our listeners are all professionals and people who are transiting from the professional industry into wanting to, you know, start creating passive income rather than working to leave. But obviously leave to work which is something i'm very 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 passionate about so how did you guys come into this what what was the inspiration how did you get into you know helping you know professionals and business owners start to digitize you know and monetize their digital assets yeah yeah well, we both, um, we both got uh, similar similar stories mark do you want to go first and, and share your story and I'll, sh- I'll share mine then yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so it's strange because I, I used to run a, a digital marketing agency. I worked for Microsoft for about a decade, uh, built some software and, and, and sort of got into, into entrepreneurship from that aspect. But then I started running a digital marketing agency, more of a traditional one for local businesses. And uh, so for a long period of time, probably over a decade, I was just working for other people and make you know helping them make money from their sites without really knowing that this world exists and i think um adam will have a similar story like a lot of people will be in seo uh, search engine optimization will be building marketing for customers not knowing actually i can make a decent income from 
from actually doing this for myself and just creating a blog of, of content that people search for and that is interesting to them. And we'll probably get into it, but you can sell a blog for, you know, somewhere between 35 and 45 times what it makes monthly. You I mean, you can see how that kind of scales up like pretty quick uh, once you start making some money from, from the blog. So um, I was doing that. Um, I started doing it for myself um, uh, and started building my own website portfolio. I started doing some case studies, um, which I shared with an audience on Facebook uh, and wrote blogs myself about to like uh, to, to share my journey on like monetizing a, a blog. And uh, and ultimately, I, I, I met up with Adam, and that's where I hand over to him. But we, uh, yeah, I'll hand over to you at that point, Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So very very similar to to Mark, I was I didn't own a digital marketing agency, but I was working for a digital marketing agency doing these kinds of things, SEO services for um, uh, other, other cl- for clients, essentially. And then um, I was introduced to a, a marketplace where you can buy and sell these types of websites. There's lots of different ones. We actually have our own marketplace now where you can buy and sell these types of websites. But essentially, I'd say I had some savings. I'd seen a website for sale on a marketplace. It was talking about grilling and barbecuing and smoking. As you can tell, I'm a big foodie. I love my food. So I think this is great. I'd love to, own, love to own a website about grilling meat and things like that. Uh, yeah. I'm the most unhealthiest personal meat, by the way. Like Mark will tell you, <laughs> I don't eat any salad. I don't eat any greens. It's, it's all about the meat. So this was perfect. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> this website was making around $300 per month from Amazon. So it was reviewing products, you know, grills and cooking accessories, Um sending people off to Amazon to buy these products. And it, it was at, for sale for 10000 just over $10,000. So most of these things are listed in dollars. It's because most of the, the biggest chunk of the audience is in the US that does this. But essentially, I bought this website with my savings, pretty much all my savings. And then for the next eight months, whilst working at the digital marketing agency, I spent evenings and weekends working on this website. And that involved writing lots of content, doing lots of research, getting involved in Facebook groups, understanding the market, writing new review content. It got to the point where manufacturers were reaching out to me and saying, hey, can we send you our products for you to review to list on your website? And then after eight months, I sold that website um, and made a, a decent chunk of money. It was more profit than I was making for a, as my salary for the whole year working at the digital marketing agency. And I thought, this is awesome. I need to do more. Uh, and I quit my digital marketing agency job pretty much the week after I sold it and bought another website um, and then started to build my portfolio from there. So I bought another website, did the same thing again, sold it, um, bought some more websites. And then fast forward a little bit, I was on another podcast talking about my frustrations of hiring good quality teams and good quality writers because it got to the point where I couldn't do all this myself at that point. Um, And Mark had heard me. He was in a similar situation with his portfolio where he was struggling to find good quality, a good quality outsource team to help him. So we reached, he reached out, we got in touch with each other. Uh, We started chatting about our frustrations and what we could do about it. And we decided to build a team to service our own websites. And then very quickly, we decided to offer that service out to the audience that Mark had started building through his Facebook community and his, his blogging. And that was the start of the business, essentially. So we we started by doing it ourselves, for ourselves, and we still do that to this day. We both still own our own portfolio of websites. We're both still working away on that as a, as a side to the business, essentially. And that really, I think, sets us apart because most agency owners 
once they see success with the agency to give up on their their portfolio because it's you know it becomes a side thing but this keeps us sharp things are ever changing and, and we're always learning and testing and updating our systems and procedures and SOPs with what's working with our own portfolio now it's so amazing that there are so many ways i keep saying this all the time to different people and you know from time to time we run an event called the wealth and business networking events and one of the things that i love to share within that network normally we'll have about 150 to 200 people in the room one of the things i always like to share to people is there is so many avenues to creating wealth there's so many avenues to creating wealth obviously i'm a property developer a property investor you know, and it's like what I've been able to do within the property space for myself. And when people come into the room, I always say there's so many avenues that you can start to use that is within you that you don't even know. But it's the awareness of it. Right. And uh, and this is one of the reasons why I started the Wealth and Business Podcast, because at every single point in time, we all have our audiences you know, whether it's going to be 5,000, 10,000, we have a world full of over 7 billion people. So imagine the number of people that's still not aware of what you guys just shared right now, not knowing that yeah. you can monetize a website, not even selling a product, just basically monetizing a website through, you know, whatever services that you are actually providing even before the, the service is being bought. It's just, it's very, very interesting. So moving away from that now, so you guys ended up, initially you had uh, your first business, which was called the niche website. And now the name is changed to make lemonade. So within a very short space of time you went from zero to driving over three million visitors to your website organically all right i i'm someone that believe in paying to play so for me to have the level of audience that i have i've invested a lot in a lot in paid marketing paid advertising to obviously showcase what i do so when i hear the word organic i'm always very 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 interesting so how did you guys then move away from coming together overcome the challenges that you faced which is you know putting it you know putting the right team that is reliable in place and driving your business from not having zero you know uh, uh traffic to going all the way to three million organic visitors to your website and on the back of that how did your business go from start to grow and then into scale yeah, just on that one, yeah, I, I think, think there's um, probably some confusion there is that the zero to three million visitors is actually uh, one of our clients' websites. So we built a website from scratch for them. Okay. We took them from zero to three million organic visitors uh, per month. And we can talk about that as a case study separately. But from our business, it, it's it's grown organically as well. We've done very little paid in the form of paid marketing for our business. Um and essentially, it's it's all been through sharing knowledge, sharing our minor Mark's years of knowledge. So to start with, we had Mark's Facebook group, which Mark was already sharing some of his knowledge. He was sharing his journey of building his website, essentially his portfolio of websites. Um, so that was the start of it. But when we started the business, we then started a podcast and a YouTube channel, and we started going on other people's channels and literally giving away 100% of our knowledge. So rather than just talk in general about how we would build a website, we would literally show people over the over the shoulder video of this is how we do it. And instead of saying to people, this is how we do keyword research at a general level, we would film it and say, this is how we do it and literally give away 100% of our knowledge. And people thought we were a little bit crazy because 
why would you then want a service if we've just given you all the answers? But we, we were comfortable <laughs> in the knowledge that, yeah, some people would go away and take that knowledge and apply it themselves. But there would also be a group of people, a subset of people that would say, awesome, I don't have the time or I don't even have the inclination to want to learn what you've just shown me. Can you do it for me? And essentially, we built our service on the back of that, that group of people that says, awesome, you've just shown me that how to do it and you've shown me you are an expert in this. I don't want to do it myself. Can you do it for me? And that started a flywheel. We started going on other people's channels. People loved having us on there because we were sharing things that other people wouldn't share or were frightened to share because they were frightened of giving away all their knowledge. And that created a, an organic flywheel then of people reaching out to us and saying, hey, can I come and, can I work with you guys? How can I work with you? How can you help me do X, Y, Z? And essentially, we went from a team of, of me and Mark uh, three and a half years ago at our peak to a team of around 170 full-time employees. Um, so in, in the space of three and a half years. So it, it, it grew very quick as a business. Wow. Three years ago, that's COVID. That's lockdown. We literally right? started in the December and lockdown happened in the March, I believe. So yeah, it was literally yes. months before COVID. <laughs> So while everyone was getting depressed, while everyone was worrying about the uncertainty and just sinking, you know, sinking their heads in the sand, you guys came out of a business that is now gaining some fantastic momentum. So how do you yeah. overcome the mindset in that season, in that period? Because this is quite a very interesting conversation right now, because in lockdown, everybody was backing off, Right. And you guys backed, you know, instead of backing off, you guys backed up. So which is backing up means you took action, you scaled, you helped more businesses grow, you helped more businesses win, you, you took websites, you know, from zero to over three, you know, three, three, three million. And obviously you, you started your podcasting, giving values, your YouTube channels, giving more value, your community. What was the mindset around this? Because I think it is quite important because sometimes people focus on the money, but people don't actually focus on the mechanics that goes around in the mindset of an entrepreneur. When things are not working, instead you're doing everything against the odds to make things work. What was the mindset? Yeah, I think, um, well, I mean, I, it's hard to tell because we can't compare like side by side, like what a COVID world was like and what a non-COVID world was like. But we, we kind of got the feeling that actually it was slightly beneficial for us uh, because people were like laid off, um, you know, getting paid a salary or, or a, certain, a certain amount of money, but like not having to not having to work. So they were sitting there like, what should I do? And a lot of people were feeling uncertain about like their jobs and job security and having rethinks about their life. And like, do I want this job? Do I what do I what do I what should I do? Being? And I think a lot of people decided yeah, I need to like work out some other way of getting an income or how do I get out of my job? I've got, I've got all this time at the moment. Um uh, what, what do I do with uh, with this time and this uh, I'm getting paid as well you know uh, those people that were kind of I can't even remember the term now it seems so long ago you know where you're getting like 90, 80 furloughed <laughs> I can't remember what it was furloughed yeah people were furloughed right so they had money coming in and just sitting at home so I think they were just like ended up finding us and thinking yeah this is great I can like I'll feel, feel, feel a bit more secure if I had some other income stream and they were finding us and then like helping that we were then helping them set up new sites starting up businesses you know, effectively digital property you say you're in the property space we're talking about digital property here essentially but they can start making a rent <laughs> if you like uh, from their from their, their their digital properties and and start earning a, a, a secondary income so um as i say it's hard to know 
like whether in a if it hadn't been COVID, we would still would have grown as fast. But um, ultimately, we we didn't find like we weren't thinking like how do we escape like this problem? Like we were just going on to people's podcasts, people were loving it, people were signing up left, right, and center. You know, the first year was just exploded into like sixty-five people. Or so, and uh, so we weren't really. We weren't really thinking how we're going to survive this kind of period of uncertainty during COVID. We, we had a business that was that was flourishing, you know. I really love that because, not. you know, um, yeah, go on. Oh, I was just going to say, all, all that sounds great, but uh, it's probably worth sharing a, a story when we literally the first couple of weeks of when we started of how we almost failed within those first couple of weeks and how we overcome that and the and basically the mindset of that because that was hard the first couple of weeks so to give you some um, to give you some back kind of backstory <clears throat> on my own personal portfolio of websites I'd been using another agency for some content uh, and I was quite happy with the level of content that they were, were creating and then when we started uh, our business, Initially, we didn't really want to build our own team of content writers. We thought we would do provide the strategy and all the, the surrounding bits, and then we would have someone else write the content. And we talked to this agency and we said, hey, look, we're going to start. We expect to have a couple of hundred thousand words of orders. Uh, are you able to, to handle that? And they said, yeah, no worries. We can do that. It's it's all good. Same level of quality will, will come through. We said, awesome. So we opened our doors. We took a couple of hundred thousand words of orders uh, and then we we sent them off to this agency and then what came back was absolute garbage it was clear that they couldn't handle that, that kind of scale mm. and they'd outsourced it to non-native english speakers and some of it just didn't even make any sense and they were unwilling to help rework that content and me and mark were left in this situation now where we just started a brand new business We'd offered a service, and what what had come back to us was was horrible, and basically was not what we wanted to give back. So, for the first couple of weeks, me and Mark we po- we closed the service or paused the service and said, "Hold on, we, we need to pause for a minute." Uh, and we sat there all day, all night, weekends. I remember texting Mark at two a.m. on the weekend, saying, "Just finished another article," and we we pretty much rewrote ourselves most of that initial content and. It was hard. We got it to the point where it was passable and and it was of a, a good enough quality that we were happy with. And essentially, those orders went out and everyone was happy. But and, and then we realized we needed to build our own content team. But the business literally could have failed there and then if, if we hadn't had the mindset to say, right, let's pause. We've got to roll up our sleeves and we've got a lot of work ahead for the next couple of weeks uh, and, and fix what's currently broken. And then how do we overcome that? And the answer was essentially... Let's start recruiting. Let's start vetting. Let's start hiring our own in-house content team where we can train them and we can control the quality. We did that. We got our first couple of writers on board, uh, and then we reopened the service and sold another couple of hundred thousand words. And the service was smooth from there on, essentially. And that's where the growth really started. And we started ramping up hiring and training and processes and that kind of stuff. But it was touch and go those first couple of weeks whether we even wanted to continue based on based on that initial blip. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting conversation right there because you can't, sometimes you can't do all by yourself. 
And sometimes the moment you go into the growth phase of your business where you're trying to bring people in, I think I always say this from personally, from personal experience, the moment I, I remember the very first time I started getting people in my team. So I started by having a personal assistant in a space of 12 months. I had to fire three or four personal assistants because, you know, just getting them to think in the right direction and actually getting them to pay attention to the document and what you've given to them was quite difficult and it can be really really frustrating and when you know and and that frustration alone it's not just on you it's on the business it's on your income that you're trying to generate from you know for for, for your business so that you can scale and without you getting it right and it, it's not going to go anywhere and most entrepreneurs and most professionals who are looking to go from a start phase of their business to a growth phase of their business, one of the biggest part is actually training the team, getting the team to be aligned with the vision of the company. Just like most people don't understand the definition of a company. The definition of a company is multiple people coming together, all right, to, to function in the vision of the you know of those who have who are, who are behind the vision of the company so for example the vision of your company will be you know generated by mark and adam and getting people to come in understand it and then bring it to fruition can be very 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 challenging so i mean well done on you guys for being able to do what you do now and help and help a lot of people win so let's now move away from the audience just knowing you so i'm going to use myself as an example all right. So over the last three years or so, I've managed to build a following of over 120,000 across all my social media I've generated at least if I'm right, just under 20,000 email list. I have a podcast. I've got strong social media presence. I've been featured on multiple articles. Now, break this down to me, how I can not just the fact that I I'm strong on, so I mean, I've been able to build a small social media following of 120,000 followers. The only three things my audience do for me at the moment, at the moment is I educate them on how to build wealth using property. I educate them on how to build a, on a forgettable business and personal brand. So, because this is something I personally have been able to achieve, I've been able to achieve, um, an unforgettable presence on social media. Now, most professionals on social media don't use social media correctly because a lot of people think social media is for me to post the food I'm eating and get likes and happily ever after. But that's not the case. You should be able to use social media to promote what you do. You should be able to pr- use social media to promote you know, value to others. So value to others means exactly what you guys said at the beginning of this episode. You said you needed to go out and teach people exactly what you did and that brought you money. Now, for someone like me who has been able to achieve some, you know, level of where I'm able to sell products, raise investors, finance, over the last three years of loan, I raised about just around about 1.5 billion of private investors finance. Now, what are the other avenues that I can use to digitize, all right, and create more real estate, all right, in the social media market, in the, you know, website space or you know, creating more digital asset, whatever that looks like. And how can the audience who are listening to this podcast now, because they can now look at me and then relate it to themselves, which would be, okay, Dr. Daniel has following. He's got a website. He's actually sharing information. What can I do to then use your service 
to generate income for myself so that I am not just looking to building physical assets, which is real estate in property, or actually build online real estate, which is digital asset. Yeah. So I think um, yeah. <clears throat> the obvious answer really is is essentially to create content around what you're already talking about and what your guests are searching for. So at the moment, you've got a presence on social media and you've got a presence across these other channels, but I'm not sure about in terms of your website, in terms of the content on there, but there's going to be thousands, hundreds of thousands globally or in, in the countries you want, potentially millions of people that are searching for information on how to get started in property investing, what a good deal looks like, how to find these deals, or basically all the, I guess what you would call bottom of the funnel kind of questions, question and answer based content, where you, they might not go to social media for that answer. They're probably going to go to a search engine they're going to go to Google and that's where they're going to start their search. Now, there's probably these websites out there which are capturing that search traffic you can use a service like ours where we will do a deep keyword research plan. We look at what the competitors out there talk about, what kind of content they cover, how they cover it. We look at what content, if any, you've got on your website. Or if you don't have a website, we can help you set a website up. And then essentially we'll create that plan and say, okay, well, initially we want to go after X, Y, Z. These topics of content are what your potential audience are searching for. This is what they want to find out. This is what they're using Google to search for. And then we'll create content that answers those questions. We'll put it on the website. We'll add images. We'll make it look nice. We'll add all the SEO-friendly bits, essentially, which means that it's got the best chance of ranking in Google. So when someone searches for that, your website appears, and they click through to the website, they read your content, and from there, you can funnel them into your monetization whatever that looks like that could be into your courses into your listening to your podcasts into your uh, you know uh, fund where you're looking to raise funds but the good thing about seo well there's a good and a bad thing the bad thing i'll start with a bad thing about seo the bad thing about seo is it takes time this is not going to be you create your content today and you're going to get to the top of Google tomorrow and you're going to start seeing visitors and traffic and revenue from that. This typically takes at least 12 months to start seeing some traction. Um, so it's a, it's a long game. But once you've got that traction and once you do start ranking in Google and you do start seeing those visitors come in, it's almost passive. I say almost because there's still maintenance to do. But you don't have to go out and create social media content every day. You don't have to go out and book podcasts and get on other people's channels and speak to me and Mark, essentially, it's it's fairly passive. It works while you are sleeping. And then you start bringing new people into your monetization funnel from almost a passive, from, from a passive channel, essentially. So our business as a service can help you go from, from start to finish. We can build you the website that funnels that traffic. We'll do the keyword research and the topic outlines. We'll write the content. We will upload it to the website. We'll add images. We'll format it. We'll give it the best possible chance of ranking in Google. And then we've got kind of secondary services which help that, things like link building and things like that. But in essence, that's the way that we would supplement your current business to try and build you a passive flow of of potential monetization, basically potential people that will are interested in the topic, actively searching for it, so you know they've got intent, and you know essentially you can funnel them into however you feel is best way to monetize them. Then, wow, thank you so much for that. Now, my next question is: 
obviously when we started this podcast you said you it's not just business people you deal with you deal with everybody right so professionals as well so on the other hand so what we're also saying is moving away from my case study which you just shared with me now so anyone that's got an idea can can put pen to paper and can start writing and on the back of that you can create a website that over time will gain momentum and naturally you can turn that into a cash machine basically yeah 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 exactly that exactly yeah. so let's talk to three different people now the number one person we want to talk to now is a professional who's a business analyst Okay, he's a business analyst. He's been doing business analyst for a very long time, and all he ever gets is pay pay from work. So now the business analyst is now discovered this podcast, all right, and he chose to want to write blogs now about what it takes to becoming a business analyst, and then he comes to you. You're saying, okay, not only are you getting paid as a business analyst, you can write multiple blogs whatever you want to do is the articles whatever that look like then we can create a website all right and you can monetize that process not only for example from what i'm also hearing correct me if i'm wrong or right we can actually do deep research for you and get it done for you basically help you create a niche market in the business analyst industry so you can gain money passively correct yeah so, yes uh, exactly that but it doesn't even have to be in his in, in his industry so i'll give you a, a i'll use the case study of the zero to three million visitors because it's, it's one of our best case studies but that gentleman is, a, is definitely a professional he runs an investment fund a small family office never run a website before in 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 terms of what we do he heard about this opportunity and almost as like an alternative investment class and come to us and said hey I've heard this. I've got this is my budget. What you what can you do? Um, I've never run a website before, so it needs to be pretty much totally hands off. So we said, okay, uh, we can set the website. We'll do the keyword research. We we'll write the content, and essentially, he was what what we would consider part of our growth packages. So these are our bigger packages aimed at investors, essentially people that just want to put money in and over a course of three years see typically X return. And we've got database backed studies on what that what those models look like but essentially he was he was at that level so came to us we started building the website in the food space um built the website within the first couple of months it took off very quick so quicker than than usual like i just said seo typically isn't a get rich quick kind of kind of scheme or, or game essentially but this website within the first three to four months started seeing some rapid growth and we'd accelerated that through a couple of different strategies one of them was building on an age domain, um, I, but that's I won't go into that because it's a little bit technical, but essentially we, we use some strategies to accelerate the growth. Um, and in the first couple of months, this website started getting lots of traffic, a couple of hundred thousand visitors, and he put display ads on there for monetization, and it started making him a couple of thousand dollars a month within the first four or five months. He saw this uh, and was like, oh my God, this is awesome. How do I accelerate this growth even further now? So we said, if you don't need that cash flow, reinvest that money back into the growth of the website for the next X amount of time. And he said, okay, I don't need this money. I've got my, I've got my day job, which is fine. So yeah. I'll put this back in. So 
we started reinvesting quite aggressively in terms of adding more content. And over the space of 12 months, we added about two and a half, almost three million words of content to this website. So that that's a, an awful lot of content. It's almost a thousand or over a thousand pieces of or a thousand posts, essentially. And by month 12, that website was getting three million, over three million visits a month and was generating him $40,000 a month in passive revenue from display adverts on the website. Um, that website on a tip, the way they valued is typically 30 to 45 times their multiple, a multiple of their monthly revenue. So that website was worth, you know, 1.4, $1.6 million at that point, um, within just 12 months. And he then decided from there, well, this is now a real business. This isn't, this isn't a side hustle anymore, <laughs> to be honest. How do I take it from just being a, you know, what, what started as a side project and how do I turn it into a real business? And that then involved building a team around that to start creating products and start building a community. And now that that's a real business. He's got a team, they've got their own products, they've got their own community, and it's no longer just a blog about food. It's a real thriving business with products and an audience and they've built social media following and all that kind of stuff. So that's a good example, I think, of someone that's never done it before, is a professional, typically doesn't need the monthly income so can reinvest it back in uh, and, you know, essentially use a service like ours where they can be 95% hands-off from from start to finish. Wow. Wow. This is just absolute miracle. It's a miracle. You know, I, I always get fascinated when I hear stuff I've never heard before. And this one, the reason why I love the Wealth and Business Podcast, because it gives me the opportunity to have good conversation with people and then introduce that to people that, that knows the, the platform, people who listen to the platform. So as we draw towards the end of this podcast episode, so one thing I want you to kind of really, you know, share very, very quickly is just to kind of, for the professional, for the business person, or entrepreneurs who are listening to this podcast now, what would be number one thing, all right, they need to do if they need to create a digital asset? What is that number one thing uh, they need to do? And then the second question as we go through to the end would be how, all right? What's the number one thing? And then the second part is how can they begin? Yeah. So if I, if I do the, the number one thing, which I'm going to sneakily, cheekily add in too, uh, then Adam, I'll let you do the, the how, but like the, the, the one thing they need to do is just get started, right? So we have a lot of uh, people that within our community, it's very easy to procrastinate and say, I need to learn all of this stuff before I get started. So they'll sit there and they'll look at courses, they'll watch videos like, for a long, long period of time and they just won't get started. Like you've got to learn on the, on the job. You know, you're just wasting time if you're not getting started and, and trying to, trying to be perfect from day one. So, you, so the, the key is, I think number one thing is get started. And the, the cheeky number two that I'm going to add to that as well is patience. People, people, when they get started, as Adam said, this is a long game. It takes a while. You could be putting in loads of work and seeing no, no return on that and thinking and then keep and then giving up just like way too soon and i think the most common reason that people fail is because they just give up too soon you know they're they're halfway there if they just carried on working as hard as they're working again then then they would start to see the results and that would then give them the motivation so yeah the first thing is get started the, the, what one b is have patience once you've got started yeah great thank you for that 
Adam, how? Yeah, and then the how is uh, it depends on your personal situation. So there's there's really two roots of the how. The one is to do it yourself, and there's plenty of information out there where you have to where you can learn this stuff. Like I say, me and Mark, if you go and watch our YouTube channel and go back to the beginning, essentially, there's videos where we cover pretty much every single aspect of how you do this from scratch for yourself. But if you're going to do that, then you've got to be prepared, like Mark said, to put in time to learn it, effort to then implement it, and then patience to wait and, and, and see that working and come to fruition. Just a little kind of professional tip. If you are going to do it this yourself, then pick a topic that you are passionate about. It's super easy to give up if you are writing content about something you're not interested in. So your data data analyst guy, if he's going to get started and he wants to go the route of doing this himself, pick a topic that he's passionate about. That doesn't have to be data analytics, but it could be he's interested in, maybe he's got a pet Labradoodle, for example, and he wants to create a website all about Labradoodles because he loves them. Like Pick something that you're interested in and passionate about so you can keep going through those dark times where you know, you're putting all this work and you're not seeing a ton of traction initially. The other option is to use um, an outsource provider, someone like ourselves that has the knowledge and experience already built in. Sure, it's going to cost you more than just your time. You swap in time for money, but oh, you're swapping money for time essentially then. Um, but in that case, you can pick any topic. You don't have to be passionate about the topic that you pick because you're going to outsource it. You don't have to then grind away for days and days yourself. You're paying someone else essentially to do that heavy lifting for you. And essentially you are paying for that that team that has done this process hundreds of times. So they've got the processes nailed down and the experience nailed down. So there's really two routes. And then within those two routes, there's actually another two ways to do it. Uh, and to, not to complicate it, you can either build a website from scratch which is where essentially you, you start with an idea, you do your research, you start writing the content, or you can go the route if you've got capital where you buy a website, you buy an already established, established business. And typically, like I say, you'll pay 35 to 45 times the monthly revenue. If a website is making $1,000 a month from display adverts, you'll pay 35 to $45,000 for that. However, it's cash flow positive from day one then. As soon as that's in your ownership and your it's your code on the website, you start receiving that cash. And if you're in the fortunate position where you've got money to invest, you can then take that cash flow and start reinvesting it back into the growth of the business. And I know you're a property guy, Daniel, so I literally do like a quick analogy between buying a property and buying a website. Uh, you know, for a house, essentially, you are looking for an undervalued property at auction, potentially, or a deal below market value. For a website, you're yeah. either looking for an undervalued website where you think there's quick wins. So you think, oh, I'm going to buy that website and I can do X, Y, Z within the first week. And uh, I, I know that I can increase its value. Once you've bought your property at auction, probably the next thing you want to do is you want to renovate it. You want to install a new kitchen and a new bathroom. With a website, as soon as you bought that, you want to start renovating it. You might want to change the design. You might want to update the, the way it looks to improve click-through rate. You might want to start adding new content and, and essentially renovating the, the website. With your property, once you've renovated it, you want to install tenants and you want to start receiving that cash flow. With a website, you don't have to install tenants, but you, you receive cash flow from the day that you, you have it. And then essentially, you can, re- yeah. similar with the property, you can choose to keep that cash flow going for months or for years, essentially, uh, as just a cash flow asset, same yeah. with the website. 
or you can choose to sell the property and sell the website and realize that capital appreciation because of the improvements that you've done essentially so it's very similar to property it's, it's digital property essentially the process is this or the the high level process is the same it's obviously different installing the kitchen yeah. and writing content but you get the, the picture of, of how it's quite similar to property definitely definitely i absolutely get it you know and um really looking forward to working with you guys as well and definitely bringing you back on the podcast so we can deep dive into this conversation so the audience can actually get more insights on how this can go uh, for me i totally understand the importance right now of creating a digital a positive digital footprint that can easily be monetizable you know, gone are the days where people only want to deal with the likes of the big boys, you know, Virgin Medias and, you know, the British Telecom and all of that. For example, people are not looking to deal with the talk talk, the people, you know, the other smaller companies because of something they're doing completely right. Right. So, and this is the, this is, yeah. this is the era that you also have to look at the, you have to look. So people are building personal brand now. And you can actually use personal branding to deliver a blog about something and then get monetized eventually later. I mean, the monetization game is not overnight. I completely understand. Uh, and I'm sure the audience will, you know, understand that as well. But this is, we're in an era where everything that we're looking for right now is all on the internet. So whether you're looking to build a fist asset all right like property or you're looking to create a digital asset which eventually you can leverage whatever you've produced electronically to actually own real you know you know real estate assets in property which is fixed so uh yeah adam and mark thank you so so much uh for joining me on the wealth and business podcast now the show notes is going to have your links to your websites and your social media uh, is there any one thing that you like to share with the audience just before we finish this podcast episode? Is there any just one thing you like to share to the audience to the reason why they need to start building their digital assets at the moment? I think for anyone who's looking to diversify, like, you know, this time of uncertainty as well in, in the, you know, the, the economy's tough, like at the moment, like just having that security of like that additional revenue stream is, I know for Adam and myself, like it's nice to have that. Um, um, you know, diversifying kind of like your income, like the, uh, is, is good. So, I think for anyone who's interested in that, but also just people that are interested in in investing and they and they've got an opportunity to invest, um, definitely, it's, it's it's something that it's kind of kind of low touch compared to a lot of physical stuff and, and other kind of businesses. So, um, it, it it's quite nice in that way. So, if you are looking to invest and you, you you like the idea of alternative investments, then I think it's definitely something to kind of take a a, a look at. I guess one thing that we we didn't mention was that we, we apart from helping people grow we have the we also help people sell their businesses so we have a marketplace that we've just launched with the new with the rebrand um we've currently got three sites on there which is in fishing heating and air conditioning and then robotic vacuum cleaners to give you an idea of like the the, the diversity of the yeah. kind of businesses so we've got those people can buy like buy those right now on our site but we also have what we call a a concierge service where um we you tell us kind of uh, the parameters of the investment and the business you're looking for and we'll search uh all of our private connections all of the marketplaces out there to find uh, the right business uh for you so and then we'll use our our experience to do due diligence on that business make sure that the revenue streams are or what they say they are and that they've got um upside and growth potential 
and so we'll kind of put together a growth plan and things like that for you so um, we're also helping people acquire uh, businesses uh, as well great fantastic thank you so much for sharing this additional information so I'm just going to say thank you so much for, for joining me on the Wealth and Business Podcast. Definitely, I'm going to be bringing you guys back. There's so much synergy. There's so many things that you've just opened my eyes to. And we're definitely going to have a, a more detailed one-to-one chat. I can't wait to bring you guys back. And as well as bring you, you know, to come and share this information at the live events as well. Because normally when we have people on the, you know, on the podcast, we do also bring you to our live events. So our audience can kind of meet you in person and know more about what you do so thank you so much adam mark uh for being on the show and i'm looking forward to seeing you guys again and yes um have a fantastic day guys don't forget to listen to this episode share this with a friend of a friend you want to know more about wealth creation wealth creation is not just real estate in property alone real estate is basically anything out there that you can create that can generate you an income especially now in the world of media online presence you know websites you've just heard so get to work take action and i'll see you at the top take care everyone and have a fantastic day